0: If you cannot support your wife while well, you are able to, but somebody's lazy and it's not, like, then you are not a man. You're not taking your role.
1: Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nielsen. For today's episode, I invited my friend Imam Hamed. To join me and discuss the Islamic faith and what makes a good man in Islam. From providing to protecting and being a kind gentleman, we had an enriching discussion. Let's give it a listen. Imam Hamed, I want to first thank you for coming on to the show. Just to start us off, could you tell us what the word imam means? Uh,
0: First, let me thank you for having me here, and uh, thank you to all of your audience. It'll be giving us some, a few minutes uh, of their time. Uh, so imam is the, the title of the uh, spiritual leader of the Muslim community. So he's the one who leads the prayers um, or services. He's the one who um, answers questions, the one who educates. of in Christianity, the pastor or the priest. So this is the title imam. Linguistically speaking, the one who is followed. So when he says Allahu Akbar in the prayer and he bows down, then people behind him follows and follow him. This is your imam.
1: So you're a leader who leads prayer and educates your followers, type position.
0: These are the major things. You know, of course, Yenak, as an imam in the U.S., uh, we have more responsibilities, even getting people married. Uh, although it, it can be valid without the imam, but the, the presence of the imam. Um, is very necessary, Um, also family counseling, um, also uh, visitations and and representing Muslims in media and and churches in different places, Uh, and here and there, (laughs) give or take more responsibilities.
1: So, Imam Hamed, something you and I were discussing before is the definition of the word Islam. Could you touch on that, what the word Islam means?
0: Uh, So, in short and briefly, Islam is to submit ourselves to the will of our creator. You name him God or Allah or whatever, but to submit ourselves to the one who created us and created the universe for us. Uh, A little bit more details, um, to submit ourselves to him willingly and with love and, and, and compassion. Um, to achieve the success in this life and in the hereafter. As we know, uh, as humans, we, we are composed of three components. Uh, we have our souls, our spirits, uh, we have our minds, and also we have our bodies. We believe that those should work together in harmony. And if someone submits these three components of his body so his mind, his thoughts, uh, his soul, and his body all of them together to what God wants from him, then that harmony will be achieved in this life. And as a result, he will be rewarded in the next life and he will go to paradise or to heaven. Mm. So this is Islam. So there is a goal in this life to live according to what God wants from us, what Allah wants from us. And number two, we need to achieve the success in this life, of course, and more more importantly, in, in the next life. And uh, related to that is the, uh, this message did not come to Muhammad by himself. We believe that the same message of Islam, of submitting yourself to, to God, to your Creator, uh, has been revealed to previous prophets and messengers and great men like Abraham and, and Noah and um, Moses and, and Jesus. All of them, David, Solomon. Um, they were commanded to submit themselves to the will of their Creator. So they did that, and Muhammad came as a final prophet and messenger, emphasizing on the same thing, saying, I am not inventing something in you. I am a continuation to previous messages. The Quran that I have, which is the the, the, the real word of, of God, word of God, is a continuation to the Torah, the gospel.
1: Was the Quran all written by Muhammad? Uh, no, <laughs> uh,
0: it was revealed to him, Muhammad. Revealed to him. Okay. Yeah, Muhammad. We have the second source uh, of our teachings that coming from Muhammad's speech. We call it the Hadith, the Hadith, uh, and that was the speech of Muhammad and what he did okay. and what he approved. But basically, the, the speech of God is totally different than the speech of Muhammad. Muhammad is a creature. is, is a human being while the Qur'an is the the word of God, the creator. And there is a big difference between the word of the creator and the word of the creature, Muhammad. So the Qur'an is not Muhammad's, you know, he did, he did not compose it.
1: So it's not his own words, this is God speaking. This is one of the
0: common, you know, maybe misconceptions about Islam. You know, sometimes, you know, even in textbooks, like Muhammad composed the Qur'an to say, you know. Well, it's not accurate. You know, Muhammad never said that I, you know, composed the Quran. He said, you know, I heard this from uh, angels, from angel um, uh, Gabriel, and it is the word of God revealed to me, and I am here to communicate it to you and to show you how to apply it in your life. So he was in a way our own model, giving some um, an example to people with some details. For example, when he was commanded to. Uh, For example, to be nice to people, then how he acted, how to be nice to people. Uh, He was commanded to observe fasting in the month of Ramadan. We are now Mm -hmm. in the month of Ramadan. Then uh, his acts, we look at his acts as um, explanations to the Quran or of the Quran. Um, So just he's a role model to show us a teacher who showed us the path and and, and he acted the word of God on, on the earth.
1: So you touched on Ramadan. Why don't you explain to us what Ramadan is and fasting just in general?
0: Yeah, uh, so fasting is one of the five pillars of Islam. We have the, the, the pillars of Islam. The first one is the testimony of faith, to accept the faith, saying, I bear witness or I word that there is no God, but Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. So that that is the first pillar uh, of, of Islam, the second one is to do the five daily prayers, the third one is to give the charity the alms, and the fourth one is to observe fasting, and the fifth one is to go and do the pilgrimage once in your life, the minimum, if you are able to do so. Uh, so when it comes to fasting, yes, it is during the holy month of Ramadan, we follow the lunar calendar. Um, that means you know, like every year it gets you know, like uh, ten, ten, 10 days shorter than the Gregorian calendar. This year, from March 22nd to April 20th, we fast from dawn all the way to sunset. We don't eat or drink or have sexual relations with wives at all. So totally, even water, you are not allowed to, to do that. And by sunset, we break our fast. We are allowed to eat and drink the whole night up to dawn. So at any time, from sunset all the way to dawn, you can eat and drink etc. However, you are not advised to eat very salty things in the morning because you'll be fasting the next few hours but uh, this is what we do. And there are some exceptions like if somebody is traveling, if somebody is sick, then they make it up later on. They should not fast while they are traveling or uh, if they are sick. And ladies who have difficulties in breastfeeding and and, uh, maybe pregnant, they are exempted also. They can make it up or give charity instead of fasting. Um, Ladies who have their menstruation, monthly cycle. Also, they're exempted. Can make it up like you know, later on. Um, children are exempted. However, we encourage them. We encourage them like to observe fasting. Um, it's very interesting how, when I was a kid, my my parents would advise me or encourage me to fast. Uh, in the beginning, maybe just the last few hours of the day, maybe half an hour, then two hours, then three hours, you know, of the day. The older I get, then the the number of hours. Uh, increase and if my mother would notice that I am exhausted or I'm thirsty uh, she would say okay take a cup of water and continue your fasting so that mm-hmm. doesn't count as a kid mm-hmm. you know yeah. I would drink water then or a small snack then continue my fasting that was when maybe you when know, I was you know, like 10, 11 but it is obligatory on adults so anyone who reaches the age of puberty you know, then he is obliged islamically to observe fasting before that, we, they are encouraged to do so. We have extra prayers during the month of Ramadan in the evening. So after it is totally dark, by sunset we, we have a prayer, five minutes. Then when it is totally dark, we have the last prayer of the five daily prayers. Then we offer extra prayers, and that will last maybe 45 minutes, one hour. It depends on how much Quran you recite while you are standing in, in, your, in your salah, because we recite the Quran, the original text in Arabic, uh, while we're praying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so that is an extra uh, prayer that we offer uh, during the month of Ramadan.
1: Now we're going to shift gears here. You were talking about becoming a man while you were fasting. What is a good man in Islam? Why don't we talk about that and just men and what they do and how they're seen in the Islamic religion?
0: So to be a man in Islam is to take the role of, of a man as Allah wants from us. What a man should behave or how he should behave, if he achieve what Allah wants from him, then he will be the real man. And if he falls behind or he lags behind or if he skips some of the duties, then he is not a man that Allah wants from him. Uh, there are certain duties that are common uh, for men and women, like fasting the month of Ramadan, both men and women should fast. Again, unless a women, at monthly then they make it up. To observe the prayers, then both men and women. All of the regulations of Islam when it comes to worship, to worship, uh, they're the same for men and women. So the man should not fall behind and should not neglect any of these duties. But there are certain uh, duties that are given to men uh, while other duties are given to women. When it comes to men, for example, the uh, responsibility of the family uh, is a part of that. Uh, Maintaining mosques and going to the mosque are the duties of men, Uh, those who are not distracted by commerce or business or trade. Men uh, are present in the Quran for uh, defending Muslims and the Muslim community and their, their families, so they have the courage to defend. These are some of the things that uh, clearly are mentioned in, in the Quran. For example, when, when Allah talks about the mosques, uh, masjids, we call them you know, masjid, or sometimes jamiah, um, that they are established by the permission of God, by the permission of Allah. The light of Allah comes to these masjids, masjid, Mosques that are established by the will of God, by His permission. Therein, men are praising Him morning and evening. They are not distracted by commerce or trade, and they fear His day, fear the punishment of God. So they are conscious of God and they don't want to be uh, punished. Here we notice that men who are, the, the description of men is those who know their duties they are giving a, they, they give a priority to what Allah wants from them, establishing prayers, going to mosque, and they are not distracted by any worldly affair, like trades and, and commerce. So in a way, it is praising men for doing something that is related to their duties. Um, and they fear Allah and they are conscious of Him, so they are not fearing other things. They are brave, they go to the mosque, praying, offering their salah, their prayers, um, and they're not distracted from that. Um, also, Allah tells us that uh, men are responsible for, me, for women uh, and because of what Allah has given them and because of the wealth that they have to spend on their wives. So the responsibility of a man in Islam is to look after his family, which is, now we're talking about like a social role. The, the previous one was about worshipping role. Now the, the social role is the man who should take care of his family, support his family um, financially and emotionally and to defend his, his family. So if, if your wife, for example, is not safe and doesn't feel safe, then you are not a man in Islam. Uh, if you cannot support your wife while well, you are able to, but somebody is lazy and it's not, you know, then you are not a man, you are not taking your role. Uh, it's not you know, to a superior position or to look down at women. It is you know, more of a responsibility that you have to, to do and to take care. You're know, well, Like a father taking care of his children, and also you take care of your wife, and this is your role, and you are praised and you are mentioned by name as a male in the Quran to take that uh, role. And it's very important here to point out that a part of that role for men is to be humble before their parents. Men should be humble before their parents, and and, and uh, Prophet Muhammad uh, says the translation of the meaning that heaven or paradise lies by the mother or uh, by the by the mother's feet. So, if you want like paradise, the way or the gate to paradise comes you know, like by your mother's feet. So here we notice that it kind of it goes in a circle. That the man has the responsibility. To look after his, his wife and his children. And when those children get older, they continue to support their mother. And supporting the mother comes, you're know, before supporting the father, because the right of the mother comes, you're not know, before. And as a man, you have to look at this responsibility and say, okay, I have to take care of them and I have to pay attention to them. Also, the, the Quran uh, tells us about men who uh, defend uh, the Muslim community. And they believe in the promise of God for the reward. So also because of the muscles that God gave them, because women and men have different physical body. You know, this is obvious. There is nobody disagrees. You know, can, I cannot you know, bear kids. You know, my my wife can't give Uh And muscular, the muscles percentage and men's you know bodies is more. So they have the responsibility of defending. So in, in, in our culture. If there is a danger, if there is anything, the first people that we have to think about and to save are women and children. This is the first. While men go and do the difficult job outside, and they expose themselves to the danger while women are protected. Uh, so be brave and defend your community. Be brave and don't hide. You know? So don't ask women to do that. like you, know? you take that role. Um, as a man. However, uh, the rest of the duties, the rest of the duties, um, especially worship, uh, they are for men and women. And Allah praises in the Quran uh, believing men and believing women, truthful men and truthful women, uh, fasting men and fasting women. So this is a verse in the Quran, chapter thirty-three, and the, the number of the verse is thirty-five. So, uh, uh, men who are Muslims and female Muslims, believing men, believing women, obedient men to God and obedient women, truthful men to Ruth, like that. So, it's males and females, Uh, patient men and patient women, uh, those who are humble before God, male or males, uh, those who protect their chastity, they don't have sexual affairs out of marriage. Um, and also those who remember God, men or women. So we see here that 10 categories are mentioned here, men and women by name. And other verses in the Quran tell us that uh, whoever does good, either a man or a woman, they will be rewarded for what they are doing. Uh, Back to what we're saying that distinguished, more of the job outside, the family gaining money, working outside, um uh, building mosque building muslim community protecting muslim community looking after family all of that are the duties of men all of that uh, all of these are the duties of men that muslims should muslim males should take the responsibility um we see that in the life of prophet muhammad himself how he acted as as a man uh, uh, he took care of, of his family as a gentleman to, to his wife. So not, you know, superiority, it is you know, about the gentleman, you know, help her. One time, when one of his wives wanted to climb um, a camel or a horse. He kneeled down and, and he put his thigh, you know, he kneeled down and his wife he stepped on his thigh to ride on her camel. You know, So the behavior of a gentleman, and this is how you, you behave with your wife, with your, you know, people around you. Uh, he was very respectful uh, as a gentleman to women around him Uh, one time his foster mother because it it was the habit of of, um, Arabs in in Mecca where Muhammad was born to send their kids when they were young at young age to send them to the desert for two or three or four years and Muhammad was sent to the desert so he had a mother who breastfed him from the Bedouin tribes that was to, to make them a little bit tough and to have you know, a good experience in the desert, and although he wasn't from the city. Uh, anyhow, after many years, when, when, when he met that lady, uh, his, his mother, foster mother came, uh, he took off his, his garment immediately and he put it as, as, uh, as a, uh, a mattress underneath here. And he asked her you know, gently to come and, and to sit on it. So in many examples in his life, we see that he behaved as a man, taking his full role as Allah, God wants it from him. He's our role model, and we have to follow uh, his teachings.
1: You know, that sounds really universal. And just overall, no matter where you go on the globe, how men are going to treat women, and just how men should be in general.
0: I guess, you know, we have
1: not only religion. We, we have many common
0: things you know, between many religions. We believe that Islam is a continuation of Christianity and the Bible, uh, of course, you have many common things. But also, we have the the innate power that God implanted in us, the, the fitrah or the instinct that kind of lead humans to what is right and what is wrong and what should be done. The common sense, now a part of it is the common sense. But there is something mm-hmm. deep inside all the humans to distinguish between what is right and what is good. And perhaps this is one of the things you know, like that. Human, you men, know, like you have the physical power the majority of men more than women, then that comes with a responsibility that you have to behave as a, a, a caring, a like, taker or someone who is gentle to women, uh, more than you like to oppress, but to support and to help. Uh, even in, in the last uh, farewell speech, when Muhammad did the, the pilgrimage, uh, he, he delivered a famous speech, and that was the last advice for him to his followers. His audience were more than 100,000 people at that time. So that was in Mecca, pilgrimage. And he addressed people. And uh, one of his statements is, fear God, be conscious of God, uh, and uh, concerning your women. Fear God concerning your women. You took them by the, they became your wives, or you took them by the permission of Allah. And they became lawful to you Means you know, intercourse. They became lawful to you by the permission of God. So, kind of, this is you know, like a public gathering. Everybody it was in the pilgrimage in Mecca, everybody coming from everywhere. And still, he is emphasizing on this. Of course, he talked about God and faith, but to remind men with their duties was very important you know, to, to him at that time.
1: And it's like you said earlier men are given strength. To protect and to provide, it's not given to them to abuse and to submit people to their will because everybody should be submitting their will to live in accordance with God.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, can I wrap up, Yonak, with the back to the idea of, of a man? We, we believe that when someone is submitting himself to God, to Allah, then he will be free from other like fears or things. So when someone is fully conscious about his role as a God, he will be a man who will not care or let us not care, you know, exactly, who has the priority. You know, when somebody knows that he's following the truth and he doesn't care about any criticism that comes from any side, you know, so this is, you know, take your responsibility and don't worry, just keep going in your life. This is your responsibility to do it and be conscious of God and and all will be good.
1: I like that. I like how when you are being governed by truth, you don't have to be in fear. You can have confidence and know that you are doing what God made you to do. And nothing can really stand in your way. You just keep going and put your head down and keep grinding.
0: Humanity always will have different opinions. So what you care about is following the truth. i just not caring like so much about it, like what people are saying about you. Because yep. this is something very important because you'll never live your life when everybody agrees with, like, 100% with what you, whatever you believe in. So just keep going and, and have the confidence and, and don't worry.
1: Yeah, don't worry about it. Just know that you're following God and doing the right thing. Well, Imam Hamed, thank you so much for coming on. It was a learning experience for me. I always enjoy talking with my Muslim friends and learning from them.
0: Thank you very much. It was also an opportunity for me to meet you and also to learn some, something from
1: you. You're welcome. I actually joined Imam Hamed to celebrate Ramadan at his mosque, and I was very impressed with the tangible brotherhood that existed among the men there, and I was very impressed with how kind they were to each other and to their families. This was a great learning experience for me. I hope it was for you. Thanks for listening. We are going to end this one with another mystery manly sound let me know if you can guess it